everybody, it's me, Katie Asaurus, and welcome back to Infinite Quest. This week on the podcast, Eric and I sit down to talk about the vacation that we attempted to take, and then I spent a really long time talking about how hard it is for me to take breaks, so it's a whole thing. Uh, we'll get to it in a second. But before we do that, Eric and I have a very important announcement. We are fancy. That's right, we're fancy folks. In fact, we are so fancy that we are going to be at DragonCon. Uh, they have uh, invited us to come as guests, which is very exciting, and we have no idea what that means, um, but we're gonna be there. So if you are interested in coming to hang out and say hello, we're gonna be at DragonCon. So I don't know, I'm pretty pumped about it. Uh, so we'll have more information about that as it sort of develops. And I'll have more announcements for you at the middle of the show, but we wanted to start you off with some really fun and cool information. So there you go. And now, without further ado, here's a lengthy conversation about my inability to ever not be stressed. Transition. We went on vacation and now we forgot how to start the podcast. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, well, I'll, go, I'll get this one. Okay, Hello, got, hi you, everybody. I, I got it. Here we go. This okay, is me getting it. it. I, it, I suspect. It. Hi everybody. Welcome back to Infinite Quest. This is Katie. This is episode forty. Episode four zero. Season one, episode That's, four zero. Eric, Eric, at some point, we need to not. We need. We need to like take a a a, a break. We need to. We need to like have like a season break. But I, maybe like I don't know after what to like do. episode fifty. Like, do you want to do like fifty? I don't like. I don't know a at this point because like episode season. Like, if this was the BBC, we'd be on season seventeen because all know, the right? British shows are like four episodes long. But yeah, freaking freaking Sherlock's got now, three episodes a season. Come on. Now we're now we're like the Simpsons. We just keep making episodes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, my my thought. I'm, I, my thought is we should take a season break because the numbers, you know, the numbers are getting really high, like episode 40. But I was also thinking like a while ago when I first brought up season breaks, you were like, no, like we can't. We're, we're ramping up. We got to keep our momentum going. And I was this like, wait, 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 Katie, Katie, when we take a season break, we're, you and I are not taking a break. We're just taking a break from posting. Right. So while we take a season break, we're still working just as hard. We're just getting that far ahead. Yeah. And so. Like, I don't know, like, I'm nervous taking a season break now because I'm, really I'm already feeling, yeah, I'm worried about, like, taking a break from posting is going to, like, I don't know, make everybody it feel like... Everybody will forget about us. Everybody will forget about us, and that's scary, I don't know, and, and like, how far ahead is, is far enough? Because with, like, with the whole ADHD thing, having, like, a deadline every Thursday, that's really helpful. It's like, okay, yeah, we need we to have this done by Thursday. Good, good structure. Exactly, but if once that goes away, it's like, okay, how what are our deadlines now? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure yeah. we'd figure it out, but I mean, well, it's, I it's really what know. I feel is how I feel about TikTok. Like we went, we went on vacation. We took vacation last week. We took, we I did. took like three whole days off of posting on TikTok, and which is unfucking heard of. Like I hadn't had a day <laughs> off of TikTok in over a year in over like a calendar yeah. year. I had not taken a break from TikTok, which is just, I'm sure there's somebody some psychologist listening going like oh god she's not okay <laughs> um but like then i got back to it and immediately i was like well yeah i guess i should uh, make, make some content i guess i'll make yeah. some content like and immediately immediately my whole schedule was fucked because like that structure went away oh, and yeah. like the the fact that my adhd needs 
that consistent of a structure to the point where like I disallow myself to take breaks in order to preserve the structure. Like that's probably a problem. Like I feel like that's probably not the best thing. But here we are, Eric. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, well, for one, I'm immensely proud of you for taking three days off TikTok, really. Oh, I'm proud of you all the time. And, and I think I think the, the long and short of it is, is the breaks need to be part of the structure, you know, because yeah. r- right now, because you and I aren't taking any actual like set breaks when we do, like if we take a vacation, that's like a huge digression from the structure and the structure is way far off on the horizon and it's getting smaller and smaller until eventually it disappears. Yeah. And then when we come back, it's like, oh, how do I do any of this anymore? I forgot. Whereas if yeah. we had like breaks built in, the breaks would be just part of the structure. So we well, wouldn't be leaving the structure. It would be part of it. I mean, that's why I suggested that we do like a weekend break every month because I, I like I think I, I, I will admit I will admit, I hate taking breaks. They make me deeply uncomfortable. I feel like I'm not being productive and I feel like I'm not pulling my weight and I feel like I should be working harder when I'm not working. Uh, But then also, like, there was a profound moment of like, hey, this is kind of nice to like, just be able to like, sit around and enjoy something without having to be like, how do I turn this into content? How do I, how do I make this into something consumable? I can just consume it for myself. And that was like really cool. That was a really, really cool thing. And so then I was like, I feel like that is good. That's a good, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, and so there's part of me that was like, okay, well, then can we can we make that the structure? Can we take a weekend, a month, and like put our phones away and just not have to worry about it and i was like maybe maybe that could be part of the structure yeah but that's way should. too scary and i take it all back because you <laughs> said that it was a good idea i thought you were going to say that it was a very bad idea and <laughs> that i would get my way but you said oh, that it no, was a no, good no. idea i and I'm, now i only behave I like a myself. child child psychology <laughs> doesn't quite work on me 90 percent of the time it does but you, you just happen to fall in the 10 percent of the time when child psychology doesn't work on me no i think it's a great idea i mean i i frankly think you should be doing it more than once a month like i that's... i really do i know it's scary but I, but you know really i think you do i i think also i mean if anything you know to to model good behavior for the people that consume your content like you know, and it's if I know it's it's hard to help yourself, but I think it would help others if to to say like, oh, it's Thursday, therefore for Saturday or whatever. Therefore, Katie is not responding to messages. So like, are you it became like a known thing. I want to be very clear. Are you interventioning me on my own goddamn podcast? <laughs> Eric Elizabeth Good. I don't know, listeners. Are we? Are we? No, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not interventioning you because there's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like saying there's going to be a consequence if you don't. Right. I, I'm just. I'm just. Well, I mean, there are. It's just not going to be from me. It's going to be <laughs> your mental health, which I care very deeply about. But I think. I think if you were like Katiosaurus, you know, is is active these days, and then but she doesn't respond to messages during these times. That's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. That's like a totally reasonable thing to do. I think it it models good, like, self-care behavior and stuff. It's perfectly understandable. And, you know, I love you. And I don't know, like, seeing you, it was really nice on this vacation, like, being in a room and seeing your phone on the table and then walking into the next room and you were, like, in the other room doing something, reading or putting a puzzle together (laughs) and being like, "Mm, mm." hmm. That's the saddest thing you've ever said to me. 
Like, no. <laughs> oh, your fucking face wasn't in your fucking phone, you fucking jackass. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I know. Actually, that is quite. But I, but I mean, like, it, it's kind of nice. It, it was nice. It was nice to see your your entire face not illuminated from the bottom by an LCD screen. That was nice. Well, is that I mean, really good blue light? Yeah, always, always. <laughs> look like you're telling a ghost story all the time submitted for the Ooh. approval of the midnight society my entire life that's <laughs> how i feel a little bit no i mean i, I think how did it feel how did it feel not awful. being it by felt awful eric really? i hated it i hated all of it i hated so much of it that i feel embarrassed admitting how much i didn't like it that really? is that is the truth. I'm speaking the truth. I'm admitting it. I didn't really. I'm not. I'm not good. I'm not good at vacation. I'm not good at taking breaks. And like, I understand. I understand that there is a necessity to it. I understand that it is important to take care of yourself and it is important to take time for yourself. But I don't. I'm going to rant. I'm going to rant for a second. Do buckle it. it. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I have never known how to do that because I'm the person that takes care of everybody else. That is my job. That is my function. That is the thing that I excel the most at. And if I am not taking care of people or helping people or doing something productive in the attempt to help someone and make their life better, I have nothing to do. And that makes me bored. And boredom is like torture. And so, like, is it is it nice to take a break and not have to, like, think about content? Yes, absolutely. Like, it was great. I, I liked that part. But the whole time, the whole time, there's this nagging feeling in the back of my head that, like, you could be being productive right now. Like, you are wasting so much. Like, oh, look at the light. Look at the, the the stuff around. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is a, this is a good cup of. You can make a content about a cup of. Like, whatever. It just like whatever the content was, right? But like, it's also. Oh, how do I even say this? Like, it's not just about the content, right? Like, it's not just about like the the making the videos because that's just like a component of it. It is literally my mental and physical inability. To just sit and rest and and like be mindful because like <laughs> I have such a deep and profound mistrust of mi- mindfulness. Like <laughs> it's a very unpopular opinion, and I know that, and I know, and I know that. But it's like I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I'm just I'm not. And so like like the the, the bath the bathtub that was the the last video that I posted on TikTok that week was yeah. like that was such a microcosm of like this massive problem that I have in my life where it's like I'm looking forward to the thing and I'm looking forward to the thing like I was waiting for that bath for a month like we talked about it like we had conversations about like oh like two weeks I get to be in the bathtub like I was like waiting for that moment and the moment got there and I was like oh here we go like we're doing the thing and it immediately wasn't enough it immediately wasn't stimulating enough. It immediately wasn't exciting enough. I was like, here I am in the tub and I feel nothing. And this is great. And now should I get on my phone? Maybe if I'm on my phone. Well, I'm not supposed to be on my phone. So uh, I guess like I'll just sit and I'll stare at this guy. Well, now I'm bored. Now I'm bored in the bathtub and I feel guilty because I, I'm, in, I'm bored in the bathtub. 
And so I guess I'll get out of the bathtub and I feel guilty for getting out of the bathtub because like being in the bathtub was like the thing that I was looking the most like, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And like, that is the reality of my ADHD. And it makes me so angry. It makes me so frustrated because nothing is exciting enough. Nothing is interesting enough. Nothing is, you know, without this nagging thought in the back of my mind that like in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to be bored in just a couple of minutes. I am going to be done with this. So like, enjoy it, enjoy it as hard as you possibly can. But the minute somebody tells you to enjoy something, you're like, well, fuck now I'm thinking about like, am I enjoying this enough? Am I not enjoying this enough? And like, it's, it's to the point where like it impacts my relationships. Like, it impacts my relationship with you. It impacts my relationship with Chris. Because, like, I can't... See, I'm getting, like, actually mad now. And, like, now I'm embarrassed. But, like, I can't... Like, I can't just be there in the moment. Like, there has to... Like, there has to be an internal conversation with myself about okay like you're you're doing this this nice thing like okay so make sure to appreciate it make sure to like take the time make sure to to value this because like in just a second you're gonna be bored you're gonna not care you're gonna check out you're gonna whatever the fuck and it's and it's just you can't you can't fix that like and that's the thing that i think is the is the most frustrating is like you you can't like you can do all the fucking mindfulness exercises in the world. You can do all the yoga in the world. You can be as attuned as you possibly can to your emotions and your feelings and whatever. But like the boredom never goes away. And the disappointment in myself for that boredom and that frustration and that anger has never gone away. And the and and then it becomes like guilt and shame and frustration at like why can't just being in the arms of someone who loves you unconditionally be fucking enough for you? Why do you gotta be planning your grocery list at the same time? Like what is wrong with you? And it makes me so angry. So no, I did not have a good time on vacation. <laughs> Hmm. Now I'm crying. Fuck. God damn it. I was trying so hard not to cry. But it's just like, I don't know. It just, it fucking, it gets to me. It gets to me after a certain point, you know? Because I just, I feel so inept in so many ways that I feel like other people just don't have to think about or deal with. And maybe I'm just making my own problems more important than everybody else's. But like, I don't know. It's really embarrassing to have to look at you and be like, yeah, it was, it was okay. Hmm. Well, on a personal note, I'm not at all offended. Um, don't worry about that. But you use the word inept. At what do you feel that you're inept that other people are not? I feel like I'm inept at taking time for myself. Like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't like I and, and it's it's to me, it's the same way as like playing the tuba. Like, and I like I specifically <laughs> use that as an example because I dated a professional tuba player and like I was around tubas and I uh, am aware of the existence of tubas in the universe. 
And I'm aware that there are some people in the world who are very, very good at playing the tuba. And there's like a technique and a, and a skill set to it. And so like, to me, I feel like it's just this thing that I don't know how to do. And like, if I took tuba lessons, I could learn how to play the tuba. And I feel like I've been waiting my whole life to find the person or the the strategy or the system to where I get to learn how to take time for myself and rest and relax. Um, but I haven't found my tuba teacher for that. Hmm. And so I just get mad because I look at all the other tuba players in the world and I go, well, all of these people know how to play tubas. It's it's obviously a skill that people have. So why can't I play the fucking tuba? This is such a good metaphor because it's so goddamn ridiculous. I'm really <laughs> excited about this metaphor. <laughs> why? Uh, Analogy? When did you- metaphor? I think it's a metaphor. It doesn't matter. Anyway, sorry. I think so. It's a, I think it's a squares rectangle kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> when... <laughs> <laughs> who wh- why is it that you believe well i don't want i want to phrase this in a way that doesn't lead your answer because i'm genuinely curious but um how did you arrive at the conclusion that there would be a person who would teach you oh i mean i don't think there is like i mean i think that's something that like i guess what i'm trying to say is that i think it, it is a skill that can be learned but i don't know how to find the tuba teacher is maybe what i'm trying to say like I mean, whether, i don't what, the tuba teacher might not be a literal other person yeah, the tuba I teacher could be i don't be think there's like a yoda sitting time. on top of a fucking mountain waiting to teach me the secrets of inner peace like maybe there is right but like it just feels like everybody else knows how to play the tuba except for me hmm. and it, and like i think that's like a really good example because like you know it's not just relaxing or taking a break like there's so many places in my life where i feel like well everybody else knows how to play the tuba except for me um but this in particular is such a thing where it's like you like vacation is a thing self-care is a thing mindfulness is a thing relaxation is a thing and like i i don't know how to relax i think is what it comes down to like mm. I like and and that gets like, oh, boy, the therapists listening to this are probably having a goddamn field day. But like but that's part of it is like, I don't I don't know how to let go enough to give in to relaxation, except in like very rare and usual, usually like intimate sexual circumstances, which is a separate conversation that we'll have when we when we do mm-hmm. our next kink episode. But like, I don't like I don't go on vacations to relax, I guess, like beach vacations, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to the seaside and and go to the beach like those don't make sense to me. Like if I'm going on vacation, I'm going to every museum in a 50 mile radius and I'm visiting the local, you know, I don't know, archive to look into Shakespeare research or something. Um, My. I don't I don't just routinely sit and do nothing. And so sitting and doing nothing makes me deeply uncomfortable because I could be learning or doing or helping or working and then I'm not. I've been talking for a really long time about myself. Did you have a good time on vacation? No, <laughs> no, no, I I I I'm trying to I so thoroughly understand 
what you're saying and I understand that feeling and my response to it is so very different from yours. Really? What's what's oh, yeah. what it is could your not be more opposite, yeah. Real well, okay, what's your opposite response? Oh man, well so I I think I I'm making the connection now that uh, well I I've been realizing over the past couple weeks or so, maybe months, um that I I don't think I definitely have a reading disability reading disorder mm -hmm. um like a diagnosable one but i certainly sure. do have a very hard time reading mm -hmm. um and i think when you were talking about going getting into the tub and waiting for it to not be enough um that's the feeling that i have towards reading because i very much like reading mm -hmm. um but i'm i'm always aware that it when it becomes not enough and and when i sit down to read and suddenly the noises on the street and the the sound of my refrigerator clicking on and off and and the weird internal sensations of my feet suddenly <laughs> you know when the book isn't absolutely God all stimulating it, are you aware of your feet now katie yeah why be, did you uh, say that that's so rude be with them you're now breathing manually um sorry <laughs> sorry have you blinked in a while sorry sorry Eric, i swear to fuck oh, I've got, i i've got more i'm not gonna do so them. shitty right now <laughs> like sorry, all i Katie. can think about is how uncomfortable i am because i'm having a really bad pain day Aww. and now i'm just so hyper aware of my i'm gonna start like hyperventilating in a second Aww. thank you for that i really Bubs. appreciate it Bubs, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's to do okay, all that. Really funny. Well, you should know. You should give me. I have a lot more, and I'm not going to do them. You so ever thought you about go. how your bones are wet right now? <laughs> yes, I'm thinking about my bones constantly. But I'm I'm always aware of when the book ceases to be all the way maximum threshold of stimulation. All those other things start to creep in, and then I notice them, and st like this, you know, the the floodlight of my focus starts to creep in on them, and then eventually the book is like the fiftieth thing that's actually happening right now, and then I put it down, and I get really, really mad at myself when that happens. Um, and so my solution is to just never read. I mean, I still do. I have to for for you know this job. I have to read studies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But like sitting down, just reading a book that I find interesting is something I almost never do. Um, but so when you're you know you were saying earlier about how there's always a productive thing to be doing you could always be learning something helping somebody else making more content um i'm so vividly aware of that um and so my response is to just crumble and just go screw 100 percent of it um oh, because if so you just say well if i can't do it then i'm not going to do it at all i'm not going to do any of it yeah i see so I, I just crumble and then and that's when sort of my depression and adhd have this you know symbiotic relationship yeah um where i'll sit down and my adhd will be causing me to to prod the current moment in every possible way and come at it from every possible direction you know like i what am i where am i i'm at my desk i have a computer i have a mouse i have a microphone i could write a song i could record audiobooks i could record children's books i could write my own poetry i could read my own poetry i could find a notebook from fifth grade and read the things that i was thinking <laughs> okay but that's not what i should do right now right now i have to edit the podcast Ooh, i could write a new song for the podcast i could mess around with the equalizer i could so like i prod the moment from every possible angle and i know that i'm never going to fill the moment with the optimal thing and so if i'm going to be experiencing the anger of imperfection and the anger of not having done enough no matter what then why the hell would i put myself through any of this yeah. i should just stay in bed instead and i do that a lot um i mean not i wouldn't say not a lot but more than i i would like myself to do yeah and so i just don't 
do any of the things. And I just get used to the feeling of being not enough. And I get used to the shame. And then after years and years of that, I start to feel like I am the shame and I am the anger at myself. Um, and it feels really weird. <laughs> it feels really weird now being in a position to, to talk to people about their experiences with that because I'm not a person that I would, uh, I would emulate. I mean, I know what I wish I did. And sometimes I do what I wish I did. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm qualified to talk about it in that way. But I, I think, so I guess um, perhaps I'm, I'm, this isn't an apt um, dichotomy. I don't know something. Um, but it sounds like your response towards all the possibilities of all the moments is to fucking go for it and try to catch everything that flies by and try to do all the things, um, which gets you very far. Um, I mean, it gets you a successful magician career and a successful slam poetry career and, and a successful mental health advocate career. Whereas mine is I'll, I'll like start to catch them and I'll start to do the things. Um, and then once I realize, you know, once I realize that there's no way I, I being one person, I'm going to be able to do all the things that I think are cool. I just resign to like, you know what? Screw it. This is just going to be another thing, another idea that I throw on the graveyard of, of dead ideas in my head that I don't think about. Um, well, it seems and, like, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Well, it's, 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 I, I think somewhere in between where I am and where you are is, is a good place to be. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I certainly understand. Like, I feel like you get paralyzed by indecision, whereas I get angry at my inability to do everything at once. Like, I, I feel like maybe that's like the distinction. I think so. I, I think more or less. I mean, I still I still get angry and I still I think the anger is where we both eventually arrive. Um, that anger of why am I like this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think. I, I, I guess I don't know. I think, uh, well, you know, this is one of those things. I don't want to put words in your mouth. And I certainly don't want to make you think of something in a worse way. Somebody <laughs> commented, I, I posted a video the other day about how ADHD leads to depression or how it can lead to depression. Yeah. And somebody in the comments posted, said, um, uh, well, I didn't think about it this way, but now I do. And now I'm depressed. And that was like my <laughs> biggest fear. I was like, no, God, I'm sorry. So at risk of doing that. Um, I'll speak for only myself, but perhaps you identify with some of this. Um, my frustration comes from the knowledge that I can do a lot. I can do nearly all of it. I can learn to enjoy vacations and I can learn to balance. There's a version of, the, of organized time in front of me that I am capable of getting to, but I don't. And that's why I'm mad. I'm mad because I know that there's a somewhere out, there's a version out there. There's a version of myself that is as, or I mean, you know, not perfect, but that version of myself still has depression, and ADHD, but there's a version of myself that organizes their time in a way that minimizes this anger that I'm feeling right now. And I'm not doing that. So similarly, like, I think part of you perhaps believes and understands that there's a way of arriving at a place where you can enjoy leisure time and downtime but you're not. And that's frustrating. Um, when I was in high school and, and 
uh, well, I, I was a whole tangent. Well, screw it. When I was in high school and thought of myself as a very smart philosopher, little boy, um, I, I was trying to figure out the difference in my head between fear and stress. Um, and I was thinking that I basically arrove at the conclusion, I don't necessarily believe this now, but I still think about the idea that fear is of the inevitable where stress is from the preventable. For example, if expound, something it, expound it, on this immediately, what the fuck are you talking? About? So f- fear. So this is all right. So fear may not be the best word for this, but for now, let's stick with fear because I think okay. stress is a kind of fear. Okay. I think fear is too broad of a thing. But let's just say. So let's say you jump out of an airplane. You got no parachute. You're going to hit the ground. There is nothing you can do about it. You're going to hit the ground. You're probably going to not be alive after you're gonna that. You're going to be squished. You're going to be squished. You're going to be a squishy boy. You're afraid of hitting the ground. I'm afraid of hitting the ground. That sucks. That's going to happen. But there's an inevitability to it. Whereas stress comes from maybe there is something I can do about this. If I could just figure it out. Maybe, you know, jumping out of an airplane with a parachute that may or may not work. So suddenly you're frantically trying to fix your parachute and you're trying to do the thing that will stop the thing from happening. Maybe you're not doing it right. Maybe you're not trying hard enough. So I'm afraid of things that are inevitably going to happen. I'm afraid that up to die, you know, because one day that's going to happen. I'm afraid, you know, just very quickly. You are not allowed to die. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, I promise. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Moving me. on. Whereas I think you? stress, that weird, complicated, muddy stress comes from the sense of agency about a, a situation. If I just approach this situation from the right way with the with enough tenacity or enough cunning then perhaps i could remedy this situation and i'm not and that's stressful i I, perhaps i'm not doing enough i need to be doing more i don't think stress and fear are the the best terms to to assign to those concepts Mm -hmm. but i think there is definitely an interesting interplay between those two concepts that um affects the situations that we're talking about where we do have agency over how we organize our time we arguably do but we're still not organizing our time in a way that we're 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 happy with and that's stressful and angry well well, you know what you do when you're like stressed out about whether or not your parachute is going to work is you go find a tuba teacher (laughs) who knows how to parachute effectively that's right that's right Congratulations, you did it. You made it to the middle of the episode. Here's a complimentary bottle of water for you. Wait a second, this is a podcast. You can't possibly take this bottle of water. I guess you're going to go have to get your own. Surprise, it was a ruse the entire time. Take that, executive dysfunction. Hey, do you like glasses? Yeah, me too. Are you looking for glasses that are fun, stylish, cool, and affordable? Well, let me tell you about zelool.com. That's Z-E-E-L-O-O-L.com. If you use code KDO, they'll give you 10% off of your order. Uh, Zelool is a friend and a sponsor of our podcast, and we are so grateful to have them every week. But uh, speaking of sponsors and friends, we've got some exciting news for you. Do you have a business or a project or a cool podcast or something that you want to get the word out for? Do you have friends or uh, loved ones or an anniversary or something that you want to celebrate and you want to uh, give them a special shout out? Well, 
guess what? We've had some advertising spots open up here on the podcast. And so if you are interested in getting the word out about your business or like getting a shout out for a special occasion, send us an email at infinitequestpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, infinitequestpodcast.com. And we can send you some information about how we can work together to support Infinite Quest. You too can get this expertly prepared and definitely copywritten and not absolutely made up on the spur of the moment ad space. Cool. Okay, back back to the show now. Bye. Well, all right. So that that I got the tuba teacher. I like this tuba, tuba teacher. teacher idea. Okay, tuba I really teacher. like this tuba teacher idea. But- so it, it sounds like you're saying the tuba teacher is. Well, let me say what it sounds like you're saying that the tuba teacher isn't necessarily an external thing. It's just the like the idea of the path that you can take towards learning what exactly. I mean, in your specific case, I don't want to ask you like this super. No, I mean, so do you like how I still have we have such a good podcast and I still have such a squeaky chair and I know. It's, I gotta do something. I about have a it. very particular way that I sit in this chair. I just, I gotta like, get a new chair, it man. It's, it doesn't, I'm just so distracted. It doesn't, anyway, okay. What was the question? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Ooh, tell me, just tell me about the tuba teacher. Okay. Um, I mean, I think maybe part of it, and I, I was, I don't know, I was sitting here and I was thinking while you were talking. I was definitely listening though, I promise. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I mean, it's also maybe valid that like it's okay if you don't like going on vacation. Like there is not a law that says that I have to enjoy vacation, you know? Like yeah, vacation like some people like going to sandy beaches to sit and stare at the ocean and some people like going to Europe and doing a museum tour and I think I'm far more column B than column A and and that's fine. But the thing that I don't know how to do, and like I think I'm I'm conflating because like it was just my experience this past week, but like there's a difference between taking a vacation, like travel doing a thing, and taking time for yourself. And I'm confla- mm. I'm I'm conflating the two because that's what I was doing. I was doing both at the same time last week. Um but I think like I'm I'm very, very bad at taking time for myself. And I'm very, very bad at taking breaks. And I have been looking for the tuba teacher for a really long time. And I and I'm like, I do, I don't get it. And and maybe that that's what it comes down to is like I don't understand the point of not doing things and i <laughs> well, re- I realize how stupid that sounds i realize like that sounds so inane but i don't it's think like, it sounds inane at all not to just immediately disagree with you but i don't think it sounds inane at all but it's like i don't like i understand that self-care is important and i understand that like i need to drink water and i need to feed myself and i need to occasionally shower and do my laundry but like the 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 stress maybe i don't know or like the fear is like i don't like maybe it just circles back to kind of i'm losing the point so hard and now i'm now i'm circling the drain but like 
I think it goes back to like what you were talking about is like your your issue, your problem is like this the indecision. And mine is like this manic, desperate need to like always be doing something useful because I don't understand why why you wouldn't. And that's weird. That's weird. I don't, well, I don't think it's weird. I, I think back in the in the music episode, um, we talked about um how like improvement why well, I, I guess I talked about we talked I don't know. One of my it's one of the things that did. came up um was uh not letting other people define what progress is or what it looks like. Yeah. And I think similarly taking time for yourself looks very different for a lot of people. Like for example, um But what is it? What do you do? What do I personally do or what is no, one like what does one like I'm genuinely asking. I know I like, would say uh, well I I like I, think, I, do, I would I say don't, I don't know how to play the tuba. So I don't know I don't know what it looks like. Like what mm. is taking time for yourself? I think what what makes your brain feel good? Doing stuff for other people and then everybody gets mad at me for doing stuff for other people cuz they tell me that I need to take a break. Oh, well, that's actually a really good point. I think that's that's totally fair. I mean, I I, I how do I I think that's totally fair. I think it's unfair for other people to tell you what taking time for yourself looks like. I think if doing things for other people is what taking time for yourself feels like for you, that's fine. Nobody can tell you whether that's right or wrong. That's that's just up to you. Right. I, 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 the only thing I know is that you're stressed because you've told me that. Yeah. And well, so I'm exhausted. Perhaps like there's a, a version of doing things for other people that still gets that scratches that itch and makes your brain feel good but doesn't fall into the category of you know all that shit you have to do all the time yeah it's just like it's just so weird because like it's the it's like there's this weird catch-22 to it is like i do not feel good if i'm not doing something if i'm not helping people or making content or learning or reading or doing xyz thing but the doing of it is often and oh my god my life is so hard because i'm a successful tiktoker but like the doing of it is often incredibly emotionally exhausting yeah and that's the problem is like because every day i get hundreds of messages from people just begging me for help and saying you know like my marriage is failing and my kids don't like me and you know my life is falling apart and i i recognize something in your content and like can you help me and like i work so hard to help everybody who messages me and i understand that like i can't save everybody and i can't respond to every message but like my brain goes well you like helping people and you like doing this and you're good at this and like if this is the thing that scratches your brain and, and makes you happy then like just keep doing it but at some point, like, like there was a point where, like, I took, you know, the days off of TikTok and I made the absolute mistake of checking my messages and realizing how many messages I had missed because I had taken three days off. And the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment of just knowing that, like, I'm never going to respond to those. I, I don't I don't have time. I, I physically do not have enough time. Because the time that it would take me to respond to the messages that I willfully chose to not answer 
would take me into next week. And while I'm answering those messages, I'm not answering other messages. And so there is a group of people who just are not going to get an answer. And that's not fair to them. That's not fair. I did a like, that's bad. I did a, that's so mean. That's so mean to them. And like, they didn't choose the timing. They didn't choose the moment. Like they just, they didn't know. They didn't know that I was on vacation. They didn't do anything willfully. They didn't, haha, I'm going to fuck up Katie's vacation for her. They just happened to message me on a day where like, I'm not going to be able to respond. And that feels awful. That feels absolutely awful. And Mm. I don't know how to balance that. I don't know how to mitigate that. I don't know how to navigate in this new existence where doing the thing like doing the thing that I have realized I'm so passionate about and I'm so excited about and it means so so much to me is also the thing that is absolutely destroying my mental health. I don't know what to do about that. I don't. Mm. I'm 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 tired. <laughs> and I'm more tired now than I was at the beginning of vacation because I think the choice to go on vacation is making me like confront that and realize that and 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 see that about myself but i don't know i don't know what you do about that yeah gosh i'm sorry katie that sounds really hard it's not your fault (laughs) i know it's something i'm I'm sorry in a in a you know sorry that i just complained about how fucking hard my life is for being good at making TikToks. No, you're <laughs> so you're, selfish. Like, don't, hey, oh my don't god, do, my life is so hard. I'm like really. To, you're not allowed to compare pain, Katie. Pain is valid. I'm, I mean, I'm not comparing pain. It's just like such a stupid problem to have because it's like uh, we have something that I think a lot of people would want. Like we have this in a gift we have been given such a profound gift in getting to do this every day and i really do think of it like that even on the days when i'm like i can't think of anything funny and i'm struggling with my content like we have a platform and we have a community like we mm. built a community like we we have a community around us and so it's like every minute that i'm not working for that community and with that community and towards that community i feel like i'm just being so ungrateful and so just disrespectful and i know i'm I'm sure we're gonna get a hundred emails being like it's fine but like yeah it is fine but it doesn't feel fine and that's the problem yeah well i i think it's it's really important katie now that i'm some guru um <laughs> but it's really important you're a guru oh hey there it is that's a new one (laughs) dumbest Um, thing i've ever said (laughs) it's really important katie to understand that the things that hurt still hurt and the things that are hard are still hard no matter what no matter if if you feel that you're in a position that other people would want to be in there is no version of life that doesn't have some pain in it yeah that's just the way it is and that you're not helping anybody anybody by thinking of your own pain as being invalid that's the long and short of it and I'm sorry that I I I I mean I I feel that way a lot when I'm unhappy or depressed or not well because you know I have one of the most privileged lives a human can possibly have I I I you know I really lucked out with the whole genetic lottery thing but 
hurt still hurts. It just does. That's that's what hurt does. Is it hurts, and it's not helping anybody to to not allow yourself to understand that that pain is valid. Um, yeah. So I mean, that. Yeah. You're not wrong. I just don't know. I just wish. I mean, I guess like I just wish that I was like better at. Like it's so weird because like I feel like we've we've reached this point where people look at us as like examples, you know? And I'm just like, I'm the worst example. No, don't I, I, be like me. I like, don't I'm, think I don't think they look at they well, I hope they don't I certainly don't think they look at me this way, but I would wager that they also don't look at you. I don't think they look at you as an example of the exact perfect awesome thing. They just look at you as an example. Yeah. of a person yeah. who's very honest about what their experience is like. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a profound loneliness in the fact that humans only ever get to be one human. We never yeah. ever get to know exactly what it's like to be another person. And so when you find somebody, whether it's in a romantic relationship or a friendship or a, or an online creator, when you find somebody who's open and honest and fearless about their description of what it's like to be them, that's profoundly useful and it has nothing to do with how perfect that example is. It's at the end of the day, it's, it's a data point. Yeah. And so you, by being open and honest about what you're going through and whatnot is intrinsically helpful to other people because it's data. So I don't think people look to you as some shining beacon of perfection. God, I, think I hope not. You guys, you've learned, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please do not do that to me either. Please I'm just not. bringing on the record. I'm the worst. Um, I think you have you have a very specific set of experiences that you've been through in your life and you're eloquent and you're articulate and you have the have the 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 ganas as my Colombian grandmother would say to <laughs> to talk about it and explain it to other people and and that's that's very helpful but you don't have to do that all the time. Earlier you said um it's your job to help people. You used the term job twice if I remember correctly. Who gave you that job? Fuck you. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't mean for that to be. That wasn't supposed to be a mic drop or anything. But wh <laughs> why is that your job? Because I made it my job. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I made it my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're quite good at it. I mean, you are quite good at it. I think. I mean, there's there's nothing I can. You know, I, I'm not. I am incapable of of telling you anything that you don't already know about the situation. I think the 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 goal. I th I think you know it would be, it would behoove you to accept that you can't help everybody, which I'm I'm sure you've already you've already arrived at that, or the the understanding that you need to accept that that you can't help everybody. And also earlier when you said um, that there are a bunch of messages that you can't respond to because of the quantity of messages that you have, you said it's not fair to them. How do you figure? Because I feel like I'm punishing people for my needing a break, which is maybe weird. But like, it's like if I reach out to somebody and I'm like, hey, like I'm struggling with this thing or I have a question or whatever, like they didn't know that I was on vacation. Like I didn't really make an announcement or anything like don't bother me for a week, you assholes, you know. Um, and so like. 
the people who reached out during that break didn't know, like, it's not their fault. Like I was just, I was taking a break, but now because of the very virtue of like how my life works and how, and how this, all of this works, like instead of having, you know, a very manageable, like, I don't know, 400 messages or something like for one day, I have 1200 messages that built up over the course of a week. And it's like, I can't answer those. Mm. I can't, I'm not going to have the time to do that. And it's like, you know, some of them like, you know, I've got my little standard, like, thanks for reaching out. And here's like a link to the podcast and like that kind of stuff to make my life a little bit easier. But even that feels so disingenuine, like most of the time that I feel guilty about even doing that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's not fair. Like they, they deserve just as much of, of an answer and just as much as a response as anybody, you know, and, and I try so hard to like, and I, I can't, I don't, I can't answer every message that I get, but like looking at a pile of messages and just knowing intrinsically, I'm like, well, none of those are getting answered. Like that feels awful. That feels yucky and gross Mm. and weird and disrespectful and dismissive and rude in a way that like, I, I just, I'm really struggling. Like I, I really, I really feel like I let everybody down by taking a break. Jeez, Katie. I'm really sorry. It's okay. It's mm. what it is. I know everybody's going to be like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel fine. And that's a problem. Like, it just, I suck at taking breaks. I don't know how to do it. And like, I just, like the tuba metaphor is honestly like such a good metaphor because it's like, I don't understand how to do it. Like there is a fundamental gap in in my like in like a to b like there's just this cavernous gap between taking time for myself and and you know whatever b is i guess or and like how like how to do that like the 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 connecting of those two ideas is this like cavernous gap and it's so weird it's so weird because it's like i like i didn't have a bad time like listening to this podcast you're like oh my god she was fucking miserable the whole time but like you were there you know that i wasn't like miserable but it's like the minute i get back like all of it hits me like the minute that like i'm not sitting in the little courtyard going like oh the trees are pretty like i'm just like oh that was that was awful and i can't believe that you did that and you are a bad person for doing that and there's gotta be a middle ground man (laughs) well i I, not to you know i i don't want to problem solve or act like i you know the solution is easy and i have all the answers but i think just given what you said about um, how, how, how you feel that you've wronged the people that you can't respond to. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like I think taking scheduled consistent breaks would then would one, you know, and what, what, whatever break means is, is entirely up to you. But if they were scheduled and known, not just by you, but by others, if that's the route you want to go. Then people would know Katie's not going to respond to any messages sent to her between these hours on this day. Yeah. And that way it's like, hey, that's what it is. You know, I mean, it would I, I know that won't solve the the, you know, I want to help as many people as possible thing. <laughs> um, 
but it would at least be, you know, hey, those are my hours. You know, the store is not always open. No store is. No store can remain open that way. I think, you know, it, it's, it's true. I mean, and, I mean I, it's honestly a really good metaphor, except right? for like steak and shake is open 24 hours well, so why true. can't i be and also when you consider that the majority of your customers aren't paying you which is you know not the point of course no. but just in terms of sustainability like at some point you have to figure out how you're going to manage all these people coming into your shop and i think you know if if to try to hijack your logic a little bit just a little bit just to sous salt um if your if your goal is to help as many people as you possibly can, which it seems to be, um, if you do if you break yourself in the way that you would need to break yourself, such to respond to every message that comes in as it comes in, you're not going to be able to continue to be a person to whom people can send messages to for very long. The longevity of it will be shortened because you'll burn out. Yeah. And so, in order to help more people in the long run you might need to accept that you're not going to be able to help everybody right now. And that must be a really hard thing to grapple with. I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, you're right. Like, you're not saying anything that, like, people haven't already said to me before. But yeah. it's just so hard. Like, it's just so hard. And, yeah. like, I don't know. Also, I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me what this podcast is about. <laughs> This podcast is about your cool neon sign that you have in the background behind you. It's pretty That's cool. cool. My favorite uh, part about a podcast is how everybody can see the neon sign to which you're referring. <laughs> and so this, that joke totally is going to land super hard. You and I both just said uh, to which uh, I think I, I, w I should have said to whom I think. But I get very proud of myself whenever I say that. I, I think I, sh I should have said to whom because I was talking about a person. But whatever. What are you going to do? But I think, Katie, I think a lot of people, including me, struggle with uh, val well, ultimately valuing their own health as much as they value the health of others. And being in a position to improve the health of others, often at the expense of yourself, is a really hard tightrope to walk. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think ultimately the the whole i guess the whole thing that i dance around all day in my head and i think ultimately what my own content is ultimately about is how to treat yourself with the same love and compassion that you would treat others um because it comes Can so I just easily treat you with love and compassion and just like not worry like i'll just feed myself some goldfish crackers every so often i'll be fine <laughs> so well, much think, easier and in, in the words of kendrick lamar what's love got to do with it if you don't love yourself I disagree with that. I don't hard, know. Hard turn. I don't hard, know. No, 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 okay. no. Hard fucking turn. Hard okay. fucking turn. Right. Okay. Fuck we only got that. five minutes, but go for Fuck it. Fuck that. I hate that idea more than any other idea. That, really? That, like, this whole idea of, like, you have to, like, learn how to love yourself first is bullshit, Eric. It's bullshit. And here's why. Because there are a lot of people who really struggle to love themselves. And they are there are a lot of people who like can't for whatever reason. But to look at those people and say like you are not deserving of love because you can't love yourself or until 
you magically solve this mystery of of how to love yourself how to accept yourself no one sh- will be able to love you or can love you well, uh, or it, can accept is so well, i think that's super shitty. valid i agree with you but I, I don't think they're saying nobody can love you until you love yourself there's that what they're, the saying is is you're not capable of loving anybody else until you love yourself which which i also disagree with which i, I also disagree with true. i think i think of it sort of in a in a new york new york way in in that if you're capable of loving yourself then you're capable of loving like loving anybody but that's not to say that you're not you're not capable of loving other people until you love yourself i think because i think loving somebody is loving their entirety just their whole selves and at the end of the day there's nobody that we see more closely than ourselves so if you can love yourself and all of your imperfections that you know so deeply then you are capable of loving others it's not like a you have to or else you can't I, I know, think it's like but a, I feel like that's what it gets shortened down to. It and does. Like, it does. Yeah. I I love you so much, and you are fundamentally very imperfect. Thanks. But like Thanks. I like I'm fine with that, and mm. like the people who I who I have in my life and who I love and who I care about are all deeply imperfect and flawed people with their own problems and their own issues and their own struggles and that doesn't mean that i love them any less or that they're any less deserving of love like i think you would be much harder to love if you were perfect because then i'd have to compare myself to you all the time but i know that you aren't and i know that chris isn't and so i can look and i can say well the people who love me aren't perfect but they love me and I suppose if they're imperfect and they love me and I love them and they're imperfect, then like maybe we're all worthy and deserving of love. I agree. I agree. In fact, there's something I wanted to bring up that we now don't have time to, but um, we can have, we can have a bonus five minutes. It's our podcast. We're in charge. But our, our friend, uh, Elizabeth Lesser, who will be on the podcast when we schedule it. But uh, if you don't know who Elizabeth Lesser is, She's wonderful. Look uh, up Elizabeth Lesser. Search. Just Google search Elizabeth Lesser real quick. Um, she's going to be on soon enough. Um, she's agreed to. We have to schedule it. Anyways, um, she has a friend. Uh, she's friends with this literal clown named Wavy Gravy. Um, it's a long story. I want to ask her about it when she's on. But this this clown, Wavy Gravy, is this like old. Basically, he's a bit more of a philosopher, but he just is a clown. But anyways, he has this saying um, that we're all just bozos on the bus. We're like, when we're on the bus, we have no idea where the bus is going. We don't know what the hell we're doing. And we imagine that there's some other bus somewhere that has perfectly knows where it's going and everything's perfect. But that's not the case. Like, there is no perfect. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just kind of here. Stephen Fry is another one. Stephen Fry said, um, uh, I feel I think I'm paraphrasing. I think we all feel as if before we were born, there was some class at which how to be alive was taught and we had a dentist appointment that day. But there was no class. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just digging around. So, and, and one more saying that's not mine. Don't compare your insides with other people's outsides. We have intrinsic understanding of our, all of our weird flaws and nooks and crannies that other people can't necessarily see. And when we see other people, we only see their outside, this, how they're presenting. And, and we, we, it's easy to think that that's their insides, too. So we're comparing this full, complete, imperfect picture of ourselves with this one little porcelain figure of somebody else that we see. Don't do that. <laughs> um, anyways, I was going to read a poem at the end, but then I just did a whole thing. It's okay. So, Can I read the poem for you? 
Yeah, sure. What, what did you wait? What poem were you going to read? <laughs> I was, was going to do a summation of Mariupolsky's poem. Oh, you're going to do. Oh, all right, cool. This is Kidiosaurus doing The Wild Geese by Katie Oliver. Take us away. There are some birds in the sky and they are geese and they are <laughs> flying by. And you should listen to them because the world goes on and the world is good and you don't have to distract. Don't. It's cool, brah. It's cool, bro. That's right. There are wild geese, and That's right. the world offers itself to your imagination. That's right. And don't crawl in the desert. That's right. Katie does. Wow. That was, I've, I memorized it really well. So you did. That was really good. I worked good. really hard on it. <laughs> well, everybody, that's it. That's the end of the episode. I guess maybe what we realized is that the real vacation was the lessons that we learned that were inside of us the magic the whole time along the way. So, wow, what a powerful lesson for all of us. However, for real, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening again this week. And thank you all so much for your support. If you are interested in supporting Infinite Quest, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash infinite quest. And we wanted to let you know that as we get ready for Eric to move to Georgia in July, during the months of May and June, we're going to be releasing some extra content over on the Patreon, which we're really, really excited about. Um, we're actually going to drop our first bit of content, um, hopefully by the end of the week. It's taking us a little bit longer to edit than we originally thought it would, but we're doing a movie watch along. So it's sort of like a one, two, three, go and you push play. Um, we watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which is a movie that Eric had apparently never seen. Um, and we had a really, really good time, but we're going to watch a bunch of different movies together um, and kind of share just like some of our favorite films with each other. And I'm really, really excited. Um, and so that's going to be one of the first pieces of content that we do. But we're going to do all sorts of different stuff, especially uh, later in the month and into June. So if you want to check that out um, again, that is patreon.com slash infinite quest. And speaking of patrons this month, we have some new patrons to thank. And as promised, if you subscribe to the Patreon in the month of May, I foolishly told everybody that I would put their name in a song. And so here is this week's verse. Okay. Hey, thank you to Christine and also to Shanna and that nice Mike O'Connell. We appreciate you so much. You don't even know. Also, thank you to Peyton and Nicole. We appreciate you too. There is one more person that we have to thank, and I hope you don't think me wrong. Because the last person that we have to thank is Eric's actual mom. Thank you, Dorsey. I think you're great. So thank you to everyone who subscribed this week. And welcome to the family. We're glad you're here. 
from all of us at Infinite Quest. Have a great week. Take your meds and drink your water and be kind to yourself. We'll see you next week.